the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So in light of the story I just shared with you from The Federalist talking about the desperation in our youth, the mental health crisis, the whole explosion of gender dysphoria, uh, we could add another tentacle to that. What do we see here locally in Columbus? Well, we see crime, juvenile crime, is up. Now, the mayor yesterday, the estimable Andrew Ginther, uh, gave the breakdown on 2022 crime. And the big headline, and, you know, I won't deny them that it's good that the murder rate in the city declined by one-third in 2022 compared to 2021. I'm all for that. Uh, But I wish they were more bothered by the fact that at 140 homicides for the year, we are still far above, far above where we were in... Most of the years preceding 2020, when we had a record 175 homicides, and then 2021, when we had a record 200-plus homicides. I wish that bothered them more. That Yeah, it's going down, but we got to get it to go way down even more. It's got to go down another 33% next year to get back to some levels where you could say, okay, it's holding steady compared to what it was in you know from 2015 on. Stolen cars, however, were up 22% last year. 7,800 cars were stolen in the city last year. You say, wait a minute, you told me it was going to be 10,000. Yeah, they were on pace for 10,000. When something amazing happened, Columbus police were given the leeway by the mayor, by the safety department, by their boss, Chief Elaine Bryant, to actually talk out loud about car theft and devise programs like Operation Game Over, which the juvenile court judges hated, to make the rate of car thefts go down. There was still far too many, but kudos to police commander Dwayne Mabry, who was widely quoted in media today, uh, talking about how stolen cars are a gateway crime. Dwayne Mabry is a man who speaks the truth. They are a gateway crime. Part of the reason kids do crime, A, bored, B, they need the money, they're socially uh, disadvantaged, they are uh, undisciplined at home, they don't have parameters, nobody's watching them, Uh, and some of it is a thrill-seeking endeavor. Or, and I would fall under that category also, like seeking approval from peers, because a lot of the car thefts are streamed on social media or done so that they'll get likes or similar reactions from people who view what they're doing, not like you and I do, as crimes, but view it like, ah, cool, man, check it out. So this plays into a lot of the things that I was talking about in that Federalist story, where if we would offer kids exposure to the truth 
that God's love is there for them and that they need a solution to these issues in their life that is bigger than themselves because they're, look, they're trying to, in a matter of speaking, they're trying to self-medicate, right? It might not be, unfortunately, in many cases it is with drugs, but committing crimes is a means of self-medicating. You're trying to do something that gives you status or makes you feel better about yourself. We've got to stop allowing our youth to be governed by feelings and get them to understand that there are true things and there are lies. And this whole descent into a worldview where there's no such thing as objective truth, but it's your truth and it's my truth and it's your feelings and what matters and all words are violence and discipline is bad. And you not only have to get kids aware of their need for the gospel of Christ, but you also have to follow biblical wisdom. And part of biblical wisdom is that there are consequences for bad acts. Not because, oh, we're mean and nasty, but because we're hoping that if we apply some pressure, make it unpleasant, change happens. Why? Why does change happen? Change happens because the pain of staying the same is at a point where it is greater than whatever pain you have to go through to change. Think about the times that maybe if you've lost weight in your life and you had to deny yourself sweets and you had to deny yourself pop and you had to deny yourself, you know, pizza at 11 o'clock at night. And why did you do that? I mean, I'd rather eat pizza at 11 o'clock at night than go to bed eh, with a little hankering for a piece of pepperoni. But I don't want to weigh an uncomfortable weight. I don't want a closet full of clothes that don't fit. So I make sacrifices because the pain that I go through to bring about the changes is less than the pain of staying the same way. We have to use that principle when it comes to our kids. And a pillar in that principle is telling them true things. When it comes to gender identity, an international group of over 100 clinicians and researchers announces that there is no biological evidence for gender identity and no laboratory test can distinguish between a trans-identified person and a non-trans-identified person. Did you follow that? There is no scientific basis, no gene, no blood type, no arrangement of anything that can be scientifically verified that will say, aha, you have this characteristic, you have this gene, you have this whatever, you will be transgender. Here's the quote from the study from the Society for Evidence-Based Gender Care. The assumption of the core biological underpinning for gender identity and gender dysphoria remains an unproven theory. There is no brain, blood, or other objective test that distinguishes a trans-identified from a non-trans-identified person. Yet, do we dare say that to kids? No, we don't. And worse, and worse, we allow them to mutilate their bodies with surgeries, and there are adults who will do surgeries on them, to allow them to mutilate their bodies based upon their feelings. Their feelings. 
I really hope we grow out of this era where we are so far to the left of truth, so far engaged in, I don't dare tell somebody that they're mentally delusional, might hurt their feelings. Yeah, might also save them from exacting consequences upon themselves as a minor that they're going to regret for the rest of their life. Do you think that might be worth making them feel bad about what you say to them in the moment? I would think so, but a lot of people don't think that way. And this departure from truth, this uh, devotion to nonsense and stupidity and ignoring things that are obvious is manifested virtually all throughout our culture. Take a look at the border, the southern border. Joe Biden is going to the border on Sunday. Oh, boy, Joe Biden is going to the border. Yahoo, that'll fix it, right? I'm glad he's going. I will say I'm glad he's going. But they continue to tell you that, oh, he's been focused on this since day one, and he's going to really do a phenomenal job. And I laugh at all these many lies that they tell us. Uh, Here's Alejandro Mayorkas. He's the Homeland Security Secretary. He lies right to your face about the status of the southern border. At the outset, let me be clear. Title 42 or not, the border is not open. We will continue to fully enforce our immigration laws in a safe, orderly, and humane manner. Hmm, really? Well, I've got some numbers on... The final two years of the Trump presidency on the border and the first two years of Joe Biden's presidency on the border and some audio from Texas Governor Greg Abbott that you might find a little bit revealing about our status at the southern border. I will share those with you next and also some numbers from school attendance in light of COVID lockdowns. Well, we might be nearing the end of the whole Speaker of the House drama. Uh, They are voting for, I believe, the 12th time. Yes, 12th ballot. And they are about mm, a third of the way through. Kevin McCarthy has 82 votes. Hakeem Jeffries from New York has 77 votes. Others have six votes. Now, they were only on the letter E when I last listened to the audio, so they're not too... Uh, Matt Getz yet. We're not to Chip Roy yet. Uh, we would have gone past Lauren Boebert. There are six votes for others. So I didn't hear how Boebert voted. But at some point, I would assume Fox would put on the crawl a prediction based upon a vote. For instance, if Lauren Boebert votes for Kevin McCarthy, if she voted for Kevin McCarthy, then you know that all the protestations are over. But McCarthy right now has 87 votes, and until, you know, you see that others or those who vote present total up to 789, then he's got a, a shot at getting it. Uh, Joe Biden has no shot convincing you, me, or anyone who is being honest that all the things he says about the southern border uh, indicate a genuine concern about the southern border. He held a press conference yesterday where it was rambling and bumbling and stumbling and 
he just said a bunch of things that aren't true. Here's Chad Wolf, former border czar under Donald Trump, talking about uh, Biden's speech where, uh, well, I'll let Chad Wolf tell you why it made absolutely positively no sense. Overall, the speech was a little, a little confusing. It was meandering. And in places contradictory, it was clear that the president really wasn't sure what he was talking about. He talked about a number of different programs uh, that weren't accurate. He talked about gang violence in Central America as a basis to claim asylum. That's not true under U.S. law. Uh, I think that's important. He talked about continuing to process more illegal aliens into the country instead of actually solving the problem. He talked about parole uh, in the Venezuelan program that started back in October. And yes, we may see fewer Venezuelans at the border, but guess what? The numbers continue to increase month after month after month. It's just different populations. And so applying this parole program, which I would say is is not lawful uh, to other populations, is still not going to solve the problem at the end of the day. And then, of course, he concluded with Title 42. This is an authority that he has said he doesn't like, that they are fighting in, in front of the Supreme Court, yet he's going to extend Title 42. Um, so it's very unclear what the strategy is, what the long-term strategy is uh, for for the border. I think that, that speech raised more questions uh, than answers. Yeah, and in typical Biden fashion, he's going to do or try to do things that are blatantly unconstitutional. For instance, he now says he's going to allow 30,000 illegal immigrants from Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba, and Nicaragua, 30,000 to come in every month. That's 360,000 in a year. And he says all they have to do is apply via an app and uh, have a sponsor, and we'll let you in. Now, this is blatantly unconstitutional. In fact, there's already a lawsuit against it. (laughs) And does he care? No, he doesn't care. Uh, The other thing they're doing is, and you know this, you've seen them flown. People come across the border. They come in illegally. They aren't vetted, and they fly them around the country. And this is aiding and abetting law-breaking, and who knows how much it's putting our security at risk. So the state of Florida, one of the assistant attorney generals in that that state, uh, received clearance late last week to press their case against the U.S. government and against the Department of Homeland Security for not keeping these illegal migrants out of our country, and for even worse— flying them into, in this case, the state of Florida. So Chad Wolf is right. Joe Biden wants to do away with Title 42. And when asked yesterday why he's going to the border now, uh, Biden gave a nonsensical answer. And at the end of his answer, he talks about what he'll do once Title 42 is rescinded like he wants. And this will prove to you how out of touch he is and how clueless he is on the specifics of border policies and laws that can be used to keep our border secure. Mr. President, why did you decide that now is finally the right time to visit the southern border? Republicans have been calling on you to do this since the beginning. Because the Republicans haven't been serious about this at all. Come on. They haven't been serious about this at all. I wanted to make sure that I knew what the outcome, at least the near outcome, was on Title 42 before I went down. We don't have that yet, so I had to operate. I don't like Title 42, but it's the law now. I have to operate within it. It's, my prediction is, not, it's not, not particularly insightful about this, Title 42 is going to go away before the end of the year in terms of the Supreme Court, my prediction. And then we're going to have to use Title 9, or Title uh, 8. Hmm? 8, right? Am I right? Hmm? Yeah, Title 8. Hmm? 
Eight, nine. Ah, eight, nine. Whatever. Uh, you know, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Title nine prevents discrimination according to sex in matters of education. Title nine has nothing to do with immigration. Title eight, title nine, eh, whatever. Here are the numbers. Final two years of Donald Trump's presidency. 2019, border crossings, 977,000. 2020, 458,000. Oh, that's quite a bit less. That's a 50% reduction. In the final year of Trump's presidency, it went down from less than a million to less than half a million. Then Joe Biden came in. In his first year in office, how many how many people came across the border illegally? These are the ones they caught. These are the ones they documented. 1.7 million. A 400% plus increase. A 400% plus increase. And in fiscal year 2022, 2.4 million people. What about the gotaways? In 2021, 390,000. In 2022, 600,000. That's a million gotaways. One million people have crossed the southern border into our country who we have no idea who they are. One million people. Picture Ohio Stadium. Every single person who sat in Ohio Stadium to watch an Ohio State football game this year times two. That many people are running around our country somewhere, and we don't even know who they are. Does that seem like a president who's doing everything he can to keep us safe? By the way, if they're doing everything they can to keep our southern border secure, why did they sue the state of Arizona to make them take down their boxcar barrier wall? Why did they make them take that down? Why did they sue to make Arizona take that down? Which Katie Hobbs, of course, was only too happy to do. Why do they want to spend more money to build more facilities to house migrants if they're really serious about keeping migrants from coming across the border? Okay, I promised you school numbers. After COVID, New York public schools lost 10% of their students. In New York, L.A., Philadelphia... 1.4 million students, these are state numbers and city numbers, 1.4 million kids nationwide have left the public schools since COVID. Yay! That's good news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.